feel tired after the day at work? Want to chill and listen to some hot facts about stars? We got you this relaxing jazzy jingle. And after that, a gossip program every Tuesday from 5 to 6 on Mushtar FM. Hello, dear listeners. This is Tuesday and it's time for gossip. And today in the studio, Irina. And I'm going to talk about Russian ballet today. Of course, in context of gossip, but I think uh, maybe it's not a usual way for gossiping, because I will talk about destinies of famous ballet dancers of Russia and about some scandals connected with them. And I have to say that it's not so easy and not so light stories, actually, but you will see what I mean now. Actually, I decided to make this program because now I'm reading a book of Maya Plisetskaya, which names I, Maya Plisetskaya, and it's like memoirs, biographical book, and I highly recommend you to read it. If you want to know more about ballet, Russian ballet, about Soviet Union time, and also about personality of Maya Plisetska and I can say that it's one of my favorite maybe Soviet Union celebrity <laughs> if I can say like this I really respect her I respect her point of view and I'm really impressed of her dance and it's still I don't know when I watch videos with Maya Plisetska where she dances I can't believe that it's video from the middle of 20th century because it's so fresh, it's so modern and she was really talented. I can't compare anybody with her. I think this is that case that we can say that the person is genius and the person like this can be born like one time per one century maybe. <laughs> but it's really true. And today I would like to share with you some information about her, some uh, details of her biography which was really not easy and she was hard worker always but I think it connected also with story of her family with her background like we can say nowadays and also with story of Russia of USSR because 20th century was I think the darkest century for Russia but you will see. So, let's start. Maya Plisetska was born in the 20th of November 1925 year and she was not only a Soviet ballet dancer but also choreographer, ballet director and actress. In post-Soviet times she held both Lithuanian and Spanish citizenship. She danced during the Soviet era at the Bolshoi Theater under the directorship of Leonid Lavrovsky, then of Yuri Grigorovich, and later she moved into direct confrontation with him. And I can say in advance that it was a reason why she finally decided to leave Russia and to move to Germany because they had really huge 
conflict and she decided not to stay in Bolshoi Theatre, not to stay in Russia anymore because she didn't have opportunities for working, for doing what she wanted to do, how she saw it. And unfortunately, she finally left and the last years of her life she lived in Munich. So let's go to the past again. Her early years were marked by political repression and loss. Her father, Mikhail Plisetsky, who was a Soviet official, was arrested in 1937 and executed in 1938 during the Great Purge. Her mother, actress Raquel Messerer, was arrested in 1938 and imprisoned for a few years, then held in a concentration camp together with her infant son, Azari. The older children were faced with the threat of being put in an orphanage, but were cared for by maternal relatives. Maya was adopted by their aunt Sulamith Messerer and Alexander was taken into the family of their uncle Asaf Messerer. And then both Alexander and Azari eventually became solo dancers of the Bolshoi. Plisetska studied ballet at the Bolshoi Ballet School from age 9 and she first performed at the Bolshoi Theatre when she was just 11. She studied ballet under the direction of Elisaveta Gerd and also her aunt, Sulamif Messerer. From the beginning, Plisetska was a different kind of ballerina. She spent a very short time in the corps de ballet after graduation and was quickly named a soloist. Her bright red hair and striking looks made her a glamorous figure on and off the stage. Her interpretation of The Dying Swan, a short showcase piece made famous by Anna Pavlova, became her calling card. Plisetska was known for the height of her jumps, her extremely flexible back, the technical strength of her dancing and her charisma. Graduating in 1943 at the age of 18, she joined the Bolshoi Ballet Company, quickly rising to become their leading soloist. And by the way, in 1960, when Galina Ulanova, another famed Russian ballerina, retired, Plisetska became prima ballerina a saluta of the company. Despite her claim, Plisetska was not treated well by the Bolshoi management, because she was Jewish at the time of Soviet anti-Zionist campaigns combined with other oppression of suspected descendants. Her family had been purged during the Stalinist era and she had a defiant personality. As a result, Plisetska wasn't allowed to tour outside the country for 16 years after she had become a member of the Bolshoi. Subsequently, the travel ban was lifted in 1959 on Khrushchev's personal intercession as it became clear to him that striking Plisetska from the Bolshoi's participants could have serious consequences for the tour's success. Her fame as a national ballerina was used to project the Soviet Union's achievements during the Cold War. In his memoirs, Khrushchev writes that Plisetska was not only the best ballerina in the Soviet Union, but the best in the world. Able to travel the world as a member of the Bolshoi, Plisetska changed the world of ballet by her skills and technique, setting a higher standard for ballerinas both in terms of technical brilliance and dramatic presence. Having allowed her to tour in New York, Khrushchev was 
immensely satisfied upon reading the reviews of her performances. He embraced her upon her return. Good girl, coming back, not making me look like a fool, you didn't let me down. Why he said like this? It's because a lot of dancers defected from USSR during their world tours. Within a few years, Plisetska was recognized as an international superstar and a continuous box office hit throughout the world. The Soviet Union treated her as a favorite culture emissary as the dancer who didn't defect. Also, she toured extensively during the same years that other dancers defected, including Rudolf Nureyev, Natalia Makarova and Mikhail Barishnikov. And I will talk about them later. But how Plisetskaya explained her decision? She said that for her generation and her family in particular, defecting was a moral issue. He who runs to the enemy's side is a traitor. She had once asked her mother why their family didn't leave the Soviet Union when they had the chance. At the time living in Norway, her mother said that her father would have abandoned me with the children instantly for even asking. And she added that Misha, it's the name of the father of Maya Plisetskaya, would never have been a traitor. And I watched an interview with Maya Plisetskaya and she also said that it was important for her husband famous Russian composer Rodion Shedrin to stay in Russia. And that's why she didn't think about it. As an artist, Plisetskaya had an inexhaustible interest in new roles and dance styles, and she liked to experiment on stage. As a member of the Bolshoi until 1990, she had international exposure, and her skills as a dancer changed the world of ballet. She set a higher standard for ballerinas, both in terms of technical brilliance and dramatic presence. As a soloist, Plisetskaya created a number of leading roles, including Juliet in Lavrovsky's Romeo and Juliet, Frigia in Jakobson's Spartacus, in Grigorovich Ballet's Mistress of the Cooper Mountain in the Stone Flower, Aurora in the Sleeping Beauty, and also Alberta Alonso's Carmen Suite, choreographed especially for her, and Maurice Bejar's Isadora. Among her most acclaimed roles were Kitri in Don Quixote, Adet Adil in Swan Lake, and The Dying Swan, first danced as a pre-graduate student under the guidance of Sulamif Messerer. A fellow dancer said that her dramatic portrayal of Carmen, reportedly her favorite role, helped confirm her as a legend, and the ballet soon took its place as a landmark in the Bolshoi repertoire. Her husband, composer Rodion Shedrin, wrote the scores to a number of her ballets. And if you want to know more about the story of Carmen Ballet, about music which were adopted by Rodion Shedrin, especially for Maya Plisetska, and also, of course, about scandals connected with that ballet, because in Soviet Union it was really hard time for new waves, for innovation and dances, and that ballet was criticized by authorities, and they blamed Maya Plisetska that she created Carmen like a girl with easy behavior, <laughs> if we can say like this. You can listen to our program about classic 
music on Encore. Just visit our page Mushtar FM and you will find that program there and you will know the full story of this ballad, which is my favorite ballad actually. Like I said before, Unfortunately, Maya Plisetskaya finally left Russia because, like she said in interviews and also she wrote in her book, people, director of Bolshoi Theatre just didn't let her work and didn't let her to do what she wanted to do. But, of course, Maya Plisetskaya is iconic. And, like I said, for me, it's something special and she's genius. And, of course, everybody still look at Maya Plisetskaya and young ballet dancers want to be like her. But, I don't know, I don't know how to describe her talent. I just would like to suggest you to watch ballads with her, at least Carmen, like I said, it's my favorite one, and also Bolero. And can you imagine that Bolero, she danced when she was 50. And if you are not surprised now, and if you think like, okay, and what? <laughs> just watch that dance and you will understand what I mean and why I'm so impressed. But also I would like to talk about other ballet dancers which I already mentioned. It's Rudolf Nureyev. He was a Soviet ballet dancer and choreographer. Nureyev is regarded by some as the greatest male ballet dancer of his generation. Nureyev was born on a Trans-Siberian train near Irkutsk, Siberia, to a Bashkir Tatar family. He began his early career with the company that in the Soviet era was called the Kirov Ballet, now called by its original name the Mariinsky Ballet, in Leningrad. He defected from the Soviet Union to the West in 1961, despite KGB efforts to stop him. This was the first defection of a Soviet artist during the Cold War, and it created an international sensation. He went on to the dance with the Royal Ballet in London, and from 1983 to 1989 served as director of the Paris Opera Ballet. In addition to his technical prowess, Nureyev was an accomplished choreographer serving as the chief choreographer of the Paris Opera Ballet. He produced his own interpretations of numerous classical works, including Swall Lake, Giselle and La Bayadère. And uh, what actually happened in that time? Why he decided to leave USSR to defect? During tour in Paris, Nureyev was seen to have broken the rules about mingling with foreigners and allegedly frequented gay bars in Paris, which alarmed the Kirov's management and the KGB agents observing him. The KGB wanted to send him back to the Soviet Union on 16th of June 1961, when the Kirov company gathered at the airport in Paris to fly to London. KGB agent took Nureyev aside and told him that he must return to Moscow for a special performance in the Kremlin rather than go on to London with the rest of the company. Nureyev became suspicious and refused. Next, he was told that his mother had fallen severely ill and he needed to go home immediately to see her. Nureyev refused again, believing that on return to the USSR he was likely to be imprisoned. With the help of French police and Parisian friend Clara Sine, who had been engaged 
to the son of the French Minister of Culture. Nureyev escaped his KGB minders and asked for asylum. And finally he got it. Soviet authorities made Nureyev's father, mother and dance teacher Pushkin write letters to him, urging him to return without effect. Also, he petitioned the Soviet government for many years to be allowed to visit his mother. He was not allowed to go so until 1987, when his mother was dying and Mikhail Gorbachev consented to the visit. In 1989, he was invited to dance the role of James in La Selfit with the Mariinsky Ballet and the Mariinsky Theatre in Leningrad, and the visit gave him the opportunity to see many of the teachers and colleagues he had not seen since his defection. If we talk about Rudolf Nureyev, I think he really could have some foundation for defection because really there is information that he was bisexual and as we know in Russia LGBT community still has a lot of problems but can you imagine how it was in USSR because also it was article in the criminal court about it uh, and people uh, who were like gay or bisexual could go to jail because of this and uh, really it was like criminal punishment for their orientation and i think it really could be one of the reasons why he decided to escape but if we talk about next one dancer i think it wasn't so clear but you will decide for you. I mean Mikhail Barishnikov. He is a Latvian-born Russian-American dancer, choreographer and actor. And he was born in Riga. And Barishnikov had a promising start in the Kirov Ballet in Leningrad before defecting to Canada in 1974 for more opportunities in Western dance, like he said. So this is like official reason why he decided to escape. After dancing with American Ballet Theatre, he joined the New York City Ballet as a principal dancer for one season to learn George Balanchine neoclassical Russian style of movement. He then returned with the American Ballet Theatre, where he later became artistic director. Baryshnikov had spearheaded many of his own artistic projects and has been associated in particular with promoting modern dance, premiering dozens of new works, including many of his own. His success as a dramatic actor on stage, cinema and television has helped him become probably the most widely recognized contemporary ballet dancer. Since his defection from the Soviet Union in 1974, Parishnikov has never returned to Russia. By the way, in 1977 he received a nomination for the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor and a Golden Globe nomination for his work as Yuri Kopeikin in the film The Turning Point. He starred in the movie White Nights with Gregory Hines, Helen Mirren and Isabella Rossellini and had a significant role in the last season of the television series Sex and the City. And I'm sure people who watched that series Remember a Russian man, Alexander Petrovsky, who stole the heart of Carrie Bradshaw in the last season of Sex in the City. And she even moved to Paris with him, but finally she decided to come back to New York, to France and, of course, to the man of her life. And if we talk about the reason why Baryshnikov escaped from USSR, 
The reason for mentioning that Baryshnikov's talent was obvious from his years, but being 165 or 168, I don't have uh, exact information. Anyway, it's shorter than most dancers, and he could not tower over a ballerina and was therefore relegated to secondary parts. More frustrating to him, the Soviet dance world hewed closely to 19th century traditions and deliberately stunned the creative choreographers of the West. Was work Baryshnikov glimpsed in occasional tours and films. Baryshnikov's main goal in leaving the Soviet Union was to work with these innovators. So this is like official reason. But anyway, I think it's good that uh, he didn't lose uh, his like dignity and he didn't start to tell like, oh, I left USSR because it was a hell and uh, conditions were very bad for work, for development. I mean, everybody understood it and everybody understands it now, but he just decided to explain it like, I wanted more opportunities for my development as a dancer, and I can say that he got it. And uh, not only in dancing field, and not only in ballet, he really built right career in North America, in Canada, in the uh, United States of America. But in the end of this program, I'm going to talk about modern story of Russian ballads. And I can't not to mention Sergei Polunin. Maybe someone watched YouTube video when he danced with Take Me to Church song. It was very, very popular song several years ago and still popular, maybe, I don't know. I have never been a big fan of that song, but I watched that video and I can say it really inspired me. And actually, I think that Sergei Polonin is really talented, he is a good dancer and he has interesting personality and there are some scandalous facts about it. So, Sergei Polonin actually is a Ukrainian-born ballet dancer, actor and model, and now he has Ukrainian, Russian and Serbian citizenship, but, like he said, he has always regarded himself as Russian. Born in Kherson, Polunin started out in gymnastics before switching to ballet at the age of eight and attended the Kiev State Choreographic Institute. After graduating, he joined the British Royal Ballet School at the age of 13 and Polunin has received numerous awards, including the Prix de Lausanne and Youth America Grand Prix. And in 2007, he was named the Young British Dancer of the Year. And in 2010, at the age of 20, Polunin became the Royal Ballet's youngest ever principal dancer. In 2017, he set up Project Polunin, which aims to create new dance and ballet works for both stage and film. Project Polunin aims to bring together dancers, contemporary artists, musicians and choreographers from various creative backgrounds to work together. In June 2018, a promotional video starring Polunin was featured in a grand ceremony of the reopening of the National Museum of Serbia after 15 years of renovation and in July of the same year, Polunin performed on the main stage of the Serbian Exit Festival for the grand opening ceremony of 
18th Festival Edition. His performance was inspired by the festival's theme, dubbed Exit Freedom, and it's interesting fact that along with a number of other celebrities, Palunin was granted Serbian citizenship in 2017 for his work in promoting the country and its culture. In the 13th of November 2018, he got Russian citizenship also, and he started to support Vladimir Putin in his social networks and support very active. And the funniest fact, and I think also maybe the most scandalous fact, that he made tattoo with portrait of Vladimir Putin in the center of his chest. I don't know how to actually comment it. For me, it's strange. And I don't know, I understand that uh, we are people who have different positions, political positions, and it's okay. But this kind of activities and supporting, I don't know, for me it's too much. And also other scandal happened with him in uh, January 2019. He's supposed to dance one leg in a Paris opera, but again, after using his Instagram in strange way, <laughs> if we can say like this, he started to post uh, negative things about LGBT and after that, Aurelie Dupont said like they cancelled cooperation with him and finally he didn't dance. And now, as I know, he dances in Russia, in the main opera and ballet theaters, even in my city, Novosibirsk. But, I don't know, I mean, this guy is really talented and he's good-looking and he could have a bright career, but something happened in his head and he started to be very active in Instagram, but in aggressive way. I don't know if I can say like this, but... Now he has like bad message, aggressive message to this world and of course doors of many theaters of Europe are closed for him now. So I don't know, of course maybe we can't judge people for their convictions and beliefs, but still if you have some, I don't know, ambitions about world career and you want to make your name famous and you want people respect you and admire you, you have to think what will you post in your social networks. So, today I talked about the famous Russian ballet dancers and of course uh, Russian ballet have a long long story and deep roots and traditions and of course we have a lot of new stars and they are also famous among people who are interested in uh, classic music and classic ballet. We have Diana Vishnova, new prima ballerina and we also have a lot of gossip about her of course and even it was gossip like she has relationship with Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich and also we had the prima ballerina Anastasia Volochkova who was really big star in the past but now she's like from I don't know freak show and everything what she does now is just about hype and she lost her conditions as a ballerina but she still thinks that she's in the shape 
escape and sometimes she posts uh, some pictures on social networks, which is very provocative. But like I said in the beginning, and I would like to finish with that, my favorite ballet dancer is still Maya Plisetska, and I don't think that someone can replace her. And I think that the figure of Maya Plisetska is um, really a reason for Russia and for me, like a Russian citizen, for pride. And the most interesting fact for me, she always talked about the nature of talent. She said, like, if you want to be a ballet dancer, you have to be musician, artistic, and you have to be born this these qualities. I mean, you can work hard, but if you don't have it naturally inside of you, you will never be prima, you will never be big star. And I think uh, this is why she's so unique, because she really was born with that. And I want to recommend you again to read book about her, to know the story of her family, to know the story of her ballet life. It's really interesting and you will know a lot of interesting facts. But for today, I think it's enough. And I was alone in the studio. I hope you are not so tired of my voice and of my information. I hope it was interesting for you. See you next time in Gossip or maybe other program. Listen to us on Mushtar FM and also on Encore. You can find our page Mushtar FM and other broadcasting platforms. Goodbye! So, we hope you enjoyed yourself and this program. But it wasn't enough, wasn't it? And if you want more, come gossip with us next week on Mushtar FM. <laughs>